Because y'all are a bunch of heathens. Good grief. God, thank you for the chance just to, to be here tonight and just to uh, continue to dig into your word about what it means to be a difference maker. God, I pray as we, uh, we look at this again that we just see the importance of, uh, of being a difference maker, that we can actually make a difference um, despite the things that we've done or think that we, we've, we're not capable of doing, God, but we know that you um, can use us in mighty ways. May we see the importance of of having someone in our lives, God, who can pour into us and who can just be an encouragement uh, to us tonight. Shame, I pray. Amen. All right, so welcome to week three of Difference Makers. We're going to take a quick um, poll real fast, all right? How many of you classify yourselves as like Star Wars fans? <laughs> Star Wars fans. You're right there. Leah used to be. Are you not anymore? Okay, all right. What about, we have like any Harry Potter fans? Dude, look at your shirt, man. Look at your shirt. I already done saw your shirt. What about, does anybody like the Marvel movies? Any fans of Marvel movies? A woman that's an attorney? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, all right. On the count of three, I want you guys to yell at me your favorite movie. So think about it. Yeah, ever favorite? Number one movie ever. No. One. You would, you said it. Two. Three. I think I only had two people answer. Sing two. What's your favorite? You don't know your favorite movie? Mean Girls. That's why Bianca's wearing pink today. Miriam. <coughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a man movie. Man movie. Alright. In many movies. Hey. Alright. In many movies, the main character is kind of trying to overcome a problem. Sometimes they need help of an older, wiser character, right? To kind of give them a plan that will ultimately kind of help them succeed. Like Luke Skywalker had. Yoda, right? Harry Potter had. Kind of had Dumbledore a little bit. Yeah, done. Tiana, Mama Odie. Exactly. You have somebody older and wiser. That's what that's what happens. But in almost any movie, you can pinpoint someone who kind of guides that hero to success. And I have I have no doubt that you in here, if you're here tonight, that you have a desire to be a difference maker. Uh, I've taken several. Of you guys on mission trips, um, I've, we've, we've we've done things together here in town. We've served together. I've seen you guys serve in children's ministry church. I think you, I believe you guys want to be difference makers. And so the the idea of needing someone to guide us it's not something that is just limited to, to movies. I would argue that it's vital for us all to have someone in our life who can help point us in the right direction. Uh, we need these people in our lives to help us grow. It's being fully mature. 
All right, I want you guys to grab your Bibles real quick. If you haven't, a bunch of heathens. When you sit down, you probably should just start learning to grab your Bible before you sit down. Yeah, that's fine. Look, I got handouts tonight. Look at me go. Yeah, worksheets. Yeah, pop quiz next week. Is it a major grade or a minor? You're going to find out. It's for your salvation. Thanks. Braden, did you lose your Bible? Is it in your room by any chance? Did somebody steal Braden's Bible? Oh my gosh. Hey, heathen, pay attention. Do you have a phone? Good grief. I got, I got plenty for everybody. If you want one, you don't have to have one. Did you make this? Yes! Girl, I'm. I'm not a. Good grief. All right. I made hand out. You're welcome. But we need these people in our lives to help get us, to help grow us into, for, to be fully mature. Because the Bible, it has a lot to say about spiritual maturity. This is your first blank there. If you're taking notes, which you should, I gave you guys a handout. <coughs> the Bible has a lot to say about spiritual maturity. If you remember, we talked in, in week one about letting faith and not comfort dictate our decisions. Last week, we talked about the importance of being part of a community of believers. And those are huge things that need to happen for us to live difference-making lives. Now imagine if you had a guy who could point you towards being more effective, but also challenge you to become more like Jesus. How many more people do you think you and I could help if we had someone like that in our lives? A lot. You know, how much more of a difference can we make? I'm just, the serious difference, but how much more of a difference can we make having someone like that in our lives and just trying to do things on our own, right? It's, we can make a, 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 an exponentially greater difference. But put simply, I want you guys to find, this is your next blank, find a Paul. A Paul. Maybe they're like, okay, find a Paul. What in the world does that mean, Ryan? Like, do you want me to find some friend, some dude at my school named, named Paul and we're going to become best friends? That's... There used to be one they used to come here, and I guess they moved. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. He might be. Maybe he needs Jesus. Maybe everybody needs Jesus. All right, let me explain. <clears throat> In the Bible, there was this guy named Paul who was an amazing individual. He wrote most of the books in the New Testament. He was one of the first missionaries, of course, who started churches all over the Middle East and even into uh, parts of Europe. He was definitely a huge influencer in early Christianity and difference maker. And his wisdom, of course, continues to be studied today there in our Bibles. And he was, and he still is, a pretty big deal for Christians. But throughout his ministry, he would mentor and disciple people who were younger in their faith than he was. He would pour into and teach them about what it means to be a follower of Christ. So today we're going to look at one Bible verse he wrote that is packed with truth. Uh, Colossians 1, 28, it's there. Not like to read, but you can see it on your notes there. Colossians 1, 28. That's where you're turning to. So turn your Bibles to Colossians 1, 28. Found you found it? Yeah. You would. 
Bible drill, nerd. Colossians, right there on your paper. Colossians one twenty eight. Yeah, just like that's just like real life. <clears throat> Colossians one twenty eight. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. From this verse, I want to give you guys three characteristics of someone you want investing in you. So from there, we're going to look at the three characteristics that we should have when we are one that is being discipled. So the first characteristic you want in someone who disciples you is, number one, someone who proclaims Jesus. That should make sense, right? If you want someone who's pouring into you about what it means to be a follower of Christ, having someone be a follower of Christ should be at the top of the list, right? That's, that just that makes sense. That's how that verse starts. We proclaim him, right? This this normally be a, a part of the passage we typically might be tempted to kind of overlook. But I want us to sit on it for just a second. Because all the activities in life, they should be leveraged to ultimately glorify Jesus. Everything you and I do should glorify Jesus. For example, basketball is a lot of fun. If you're good enough, you can take you take a lot of really cool places and things in life. But basketball should never be the thing that we proclaim as being primary in our lives. Instead, you can use your leverage as a basketball player to proclaim Jesus, right? See how that works. Everything should, no matter what we do, should proclaim and glorify Jesus. So what Paul is saying is that he believes that Jesus is the primary, or is primary to what our lives need most. If we want to become all who Christ wants us to be, it starts with proclaiming the name of Jesus to the world, right? And in today's culture, of course, people are going to try to convince you of a whole lot of other things about what's primary. And while some of those things may be good, ultimately, if they're not rooted in the truth of God's Word, there's really not, not what's best for you. So find someone who can invest in you and who proclaims Jesus. So we're going to keep reading in that verse. Paul goes on to say, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom. So second thing is someone who warns and teaches with wisdom. Back in the 90s, there was this boxer named Mike Tyson. You guys probably know him as a dude with the face tattoo from a movie you probably shouldn't have watched. Yeah, he bit some dude's ear off. And his name was Vander Holyfield, bit his ear off in the middle of a match. That's not how you win a, a boxing match. When Tyson would go out, he'd always bring with him this dude named Steve Crocodile Fitch. Crocodile had one job when he was out with Mike Tyson. He was paid money by Mike Tyson to constantly tell Mike Tyson how great he was. That was this dude's job. It reminds me of this guy in this video. Brandon, if you can play that for me. Yeah. Rub his legs. Our number one. Our number one. That's basically what that dude did for a living was to 
What? Um, I don't know. Later when we're done, we can look it up, but not right now because we're, we're talking about Jesus. And I don't want to get distracted. We can look it up later. Anyways, that was the full-time job was to tell Mike Tyson how great he was. The only problem with this whole thing is that Tyson constantly found himself in trouble with drugs, women, blowing his money, all kinds of other things about how great he really was not. The dude ended up in jail. Again, that's not really just a great life, right? What Mike Tyson needed wasn't someone who said he was great. He needed somebody who told him the truth about the things he was getting mixed up in. And the second characteristic we see is that we should follow someone who is willing to carefully have difficult conversations with us, right? When I say the word accountability, we can sometimes feel a, uh, a shudder of fear go through our bodies. That's because most people live their lives with little to no accountability. They make their decisions and they have no one who warns them of coming consequences. Now, trust me, I, I get it. On one hand, we don't want everyone up in our business, right? Asking us uncomfortable questions or telling us that we're wrong. But students, it's, it's absolutely vital that we understand this, that we need someone who is wiser than us to speak truth into our lives. That's what you see there in Proverbs 12, 15. It says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So important for us to have someone who's willing to, to warn and to teach us with wisdom. And we continue back to the Colossians verse, Paul says, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. So the third characteristic is this, someone who has your spiritual maturity in mind. Someone who has your spiritual maturity in mind. Paul explains that the reason they proclaim Jesus, as well as warn and teach with all wisdom, so that everyone may be mature in Christ. What does it mean to be spiritually mature? Uh, Mark Batterson is a pastor in Washington, D.C. Uh, he said this, uh, To me, growing into spiritual maturity is becoming less self-conscious and more God-conscious. That's what his definition of spiritual maturity is. There's a guy named Andy Stanley. I uh, said this, spiritual maturity is measured in terms of per persevering faith, not perfect behavior. Which makes sense because he doesn't like the Old Testament. I love how these passages describe spiritual maturity still, though. Uh, there's so much truth to these, these two quotes. Um, as I prayed about and considered spiritual maturity, um, again, I'm getting ready for tonight, I, I, I think it can be summed up in, in one, one word. You might take a guess. Huh? No. That's close. Yeah. Love. Yes, fat is the acronym at the bottom, but not this answer. Love. Yes, spiritual maturity can be summed up in fat. That was a good, good try, though. I pre yeah, but that's wrong. All right. Love. When I say love, that sounds so much like the typical Sunday school churchy kind of answer, right? Love everybody. But I want to explain kind of a little bit more of what, what I mean about love in relation to spiritual maturity. When I say love, I don't mean that you just arrive at spiritual maturity. We will, we're always going to have room to grow. Look at some of the older people in this room, and uh, we, all, you know, we all have, not you, Miriam, other people that are older than you in this room, like Brandon. Um, Miriam, she's too young. Um, but, you know, some of the older people, like Brandon, they have some spiritual maturity in their lives and, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's still room to grow, Right? 
The same can be said of love. We can always grow in love. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 22, 37. He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your uh, mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So as we consider spiritual maturity, pursue love in the way that Jesus lived love. When we consider someone to disciple us, they should have this kind of spiritual maturity in mind, that they, they love you and they want to see you grow in love, right? I mean, that's what Jesus told us, right, in, in the book of John. He says, they will know that you're my disciples by your love. That's kind of a big deal, kind of important. So as we talked about the three things we should look for in someone who invests in us spiritually, I want to kind of wrap things up before we get into, before we sing, get into our small groups with the three things that you can do as a difference maker to be ready to receive the truth from the leaders that we just described. Yeah, right there. I'm, I'm going to ask you to be to be fat. This is your this is your academic there in page fat. I'm asking you guys to eat two desserts every night. Um, we're going back for thirds or fourths at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, although if you do, just invite me. I like to eat. Uh, but instead, I want you guys to think about your role in being discipled with the acronym of fat. Remember, so you want someone to disciple you. This, 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 this acronym is for, okay, well then if you're being discipled, how do you respond as the one being discipled? What is your job? The first one, anybody have a guess? Faithful. Look at that. Tell me you guys are close. Faithful, faithfulness is, I'll, I'll, I'll count it. When you have someone older and wiser who's willing to invest in you, be faithful to him or her. Like, they're like, hey, let's meet for, let's meet for coffee at 10 o'clock. What should you do? You meet for coffee at 10 Like, you're faithful to the things that you said you're going to do, faithful to those meetings that you're going to talk and, and, and discuss stuff, right? Be there when you say you're going to be there. Be faithful. You can't be discipled if you're not present. Right? I mean, if you're not here, there's no way you're going to be able to be, or, you know, wherever the, the, the thing's happening, you can't be discipled. So be faithful, not flaky. That, look at that one. All right. Second one. You might think, what is it? The A. What is it? No. We're not Spider-Man. No. No. Get out, leave throwing the bus like that. Available. Available. Starts with letter A, McKenna. See that? The A at the beginning? Okay. I don't know. You go to Trinity, so I wasn't sure. In life, it's important to make priorities. There are some things that are more important than others. So part of growing up is deciding what you'll prioritize your time with. You know, is, is it more important to you to play video games or to do homework? Don't lie. Is it more important for you maybe to go to basketball practice or come to Bible study? I would challenge you to make this a priority in your life. To be available to ride along with your Paul, whoever your Paul may be, and spend time together. Don't have to be anything crazy. Just be available and spend time together. The last one, anybody have a guess? That's a, that is a guess. I guess I told you to give a guess, and that is a guess. No, no, not thoughtfulness. 
That's a good one, but that was not it. Teachable. Be teachable. Oh, no, you're not. That's okay. As, as a leader, there are a few things that are more frustrating than having someone listen to your advice. Like, you know, you said, like I said, I've been in ministry long enough. I've had a conversation with students, and they're asking for advice. I tell them what to do, and then they do the complete opposite. It's frustrating because as someone who's a little older, maybe a little bit more wiser than they are, I can see where their life is going with the choices they're making and say, hey, this is maybe something you should do. And they're like, okay, cool, yeah. And then they do the opposite, and it just sends them down a, a, a rabbit trail that's not any good for them. I'm like, I told you already. Be teachable. When someone, they give you, they, your, your, your Paul gives you something, be, be teachable. You know, approach these relationships with humility and understand that there is a lot that you guys can learn. And as they give you instruction, put these things into practice. Whenever you guys meet with your, with your Paul, as you guys talk and, and do things, you know, do what they tell you guys to do. Thanks, Mason. You're a sweetheart. But, uh, but just like Luke Skywalker needed Yoda and, and Harry Potter needed Dumbledore, we, we need someone who is much wiser to help guide us because we're just stupid people. We're dumb sheep, right? Mostly Mason, but a lot of us in here more than others. But I want, I want to take this week. So you're going to go, like, remember, I'm going to be gone next Wednesday, but we're still going to meet. Um, take, the, take that week and, be like, and, and think and pray about who can be your Paul in your life. Who, that, who can be that person in your life who can invest in you, who can meet with you, who could help disciple you. You got it? So the next week, I want you guys to think of someone like that. Um, it could be Sunday school teacher. It could be someone at the church. Whatever. Um, I would encourage you to maybe try to keep the gender the same. It can be a little difficult sometimes to to mix genders whenever you are, are discipling someone. So maybe if you're a female, ask a female adult. If you're a male, ask a male adult kind of a thing. Um, but I think of somebody and then reach out to them this week and say, hey, you know, Ryan, you know, he's, he's, he's awesome and he, he did a great study and, and he's just the best person ever. And we did the study about being, having a, someone, just, no, don't say that because that's not true. Um, but have someone, and it text that person, hey, we talked about having someone in our life who's, who can guide us and who can be a, a good mentor and, and discipler for us. Or, you know, would, would you be that person for me? That's all I got to do. Ask them. I think it'd be pretty cool. And then, you know, they, they may say yes. They say no. Then be like, I don't like you either. I'll just change my mind and find somebody else. Don't, don't tell them that either. But right, find somebody. And then, bless you, Lee. And then, if you guys, if someone agrees to do that for you, I would like for you guys maybe to shoot me a text and say, hey, Ryan, this is who I got to, to disciple me. And then, that way I can kind of know and just keep... Both people, you know, accountable to, hey, are you guys, how are you, how's this working? How are you guys doing? Are you guys growing together? Are you guys meeting together, praying together? Whatever it may be that you guys are doing together, I can kind of help keep you guys accountable. Because if, if, if we're going to be difference makers in this world, we need a Paul in our lives. We need someone who will make a difference and who will be there to encourage us, to show us what we're messing up, to do so with love and wisdom, and help guide us to make the right choices. I'm going to pray. We're going to have the praise team uh, come up. And uh, we'll sing a couple songs before we head to um, our, our small groups. God, just uh, again, thank you for the chance to, to be here and to look at the importance of having someone like a Paul in our lives who can 
uh, who can mentor us, who can disciple us, and uh, who can encourage us, who can equip us, who can um, call us out when we're just screwing up, God, that we have somebody like that in our lives. And I thank you that um, there are people that we can think of in our lives who can do this for us. And I pray this week that these students uh, and adults, God, find someone in their life they can do this with and they can reach out to and they can... Um, they can they have a connection in that, that relationship just to grow uh, closer to you, God, and just to be a, a difference maker for you. Shame I pray. Amen.